You're listening to the Salty Sex Cast with Mariah and friends. Minimize the fear. Expand your awareness. Hi, all you sexy souls. It's Mariah here. I just wanted to hop on um, and go solo. So we'll see how this goes. Um, I had a fantastic guest and I don't want to give anything away, but um, this guest just had a really poor connection and was unable to make it. And so we are rescheduling, but in order for us to just continue to put out great content, I figured I was going to brave um, this and try going solo, right? You know, maybe it's like the first time you played with yourself alone. I don't know. <laughs> I do plenty of solo play, so this shouldn't be hard. Um, you know, I talk to myself, so, you know, you're just going to get some fun monologue and I'm just hanging out here with my glass of wine and recently hung my diplomas up behind me in my office. So if anyone is tuning in via YouTube, you get to see that behind me and some fun, sexy art as well on my background. But, um, you know, we have some cool things coming up. So maybe I'll make some announcements too and kind of just talk about my journey um, so far on the podcast and how it's affected my life and my sexual wellness as well. So I think that's what's really cool about this. Um, I think you hear it, that from a lot of public speakers and other things too, that they learn more about sharing their message um, than they do, you know, if they were just hearing the message from others, because you're going really deep inside of you. How does that reflect? Um, how do I understand what I am talking about and then being able to share it with others? So um, this has been a giant journey, really starting from an iPad, um, one USB mic and a little program on my iPad and thinking, I was like, sure, I'm going to put this podcast out. It's going to be this great thing. Um, I really want people to not be scared of sex education and um, expressing themselves in a sexual way. And so I thought it was just going to be this great idea. Um, yes, I have some experience. And yes, I have a lot of really cool, sexy friends that I can lean on as well, too. Um, but there is so much that I am still learning. Um, so at the start of that journey in the fall of 2019, and that was with my co-host Pamela and, and had gone to her and approached her and said, Hey, I have this idea. Um, I think you'd make a great co-host. We, we vibe really well. It'd be really fun. Um, and it was so much fun with her. Got to learn so much from her and expand my awareness and kind of just, um, stretch my perspective as well. So that was really, really fun when Pamela was on the show and, um, loved learning from her experience as well as just kind of that whole polyamor. Wow. I can't talk either. If I'm monologuing, <laughs> no, no different than when I'm talking to somebody else, um, from her polyamorous episode or yeah, episodes, but her polyamorous relationships and how cool that was. So just being able to grow in that area, seeing someone model it 
and different ways that isn't health or, you know, is healthy and isn't scary. And so I thought that was really, really cool. You know, I'm finding out I'm actually talking far worse, trying to monologue than talking to someone else. Maybe if I slow down, oh, we're on a journey today. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, so that was really fun and being able to just um, be introduced to a lot of great folks through Pamela and really, really cool to watch her business just take off and what she provides, a service that she provides to our community and folks who are trying to expand their, um, their body image and improve it and a way through photography. And so that, I think that's really, really cool. And I, um, honor that journey and love watching it from afar. Both of us have been really busy. So I, I'm actually really sad. We haven't really had time to connect in a little bit. Um, however, we're coming up on our hundredth episode and we'll see if we can get Pamela back in studio or maybe a couple other great guests that we've had before and maybe a little reunion show who knows, but that brings us, brings us, brings me. Cause this is just me in here, um, to we are coming up to our 100th episode. Um, so been doing this since fall 2019, had a couple little breaks, a couple little stumbles in there, you know, was a weekly show. Now we are bi-weekly and um, still great content. And I think it actually makes it more quality content because I can um, do more research, book better guests, and I'm not burning out because that's the biggest thing too. Because if I'm burnt out, you're going to hear it. You're going to feel that energy on the show. Um, so coming up to the hundredth episode, Brady and I have talked about, um, having a party and y'all are invited. Um, so if anyone is, wants to come out to Utah or is local, um, definitely please follow us on social media. We'll give a big announcement out on there and, um, we'll have ways to get that, those details. Um, this will be a ticketed party. So there will be a cost to get in just because I have to be able to, um, control <laughs> crowds. I don't know. Um, but that way I know who's coming and we can provide some cool food and drinks and things like that, but super, super excited. That'll be sometime in May, probably the end of May, possibly early June, depending on how, you know, our pandemic, things just turn out, but, um, it will be outdoors. We'll have plenty of space to spread apart if you'd like that. And still want to socialize with folks, but I'm going to be so excited and we're going to have great music and great people and great guests. Everyone's going to have just a ton of fun, just a big celebration of the journey the podcast has been on. So if you want to get invited to that again, come stay involved in our social media and our website, saltysexcast.com. Super fun. It's still a work in progress. Um, and it's something that a lot of this is done solo. Anyway, I do a lot of most of the social media, um, probably 99% of it and all of the editing, all of the posting, um, kind of just trying to keep this thing alive that I'm so passionate about because I have seen how it has 
how it has had a positive effect on others and also myself. So total selfish of why I'm doing it, right? Like a big reason is just for me, but um, it's always in those darkest times where I'm like, man, I am pooped. This is a lot of work. I don't know um, if it's really worth it. Um, what is it going to look like in six weeks, six months, six years? I don't even know if, would it be valuable then? Um, and so it's something that definitely I can lose a lot of sleep over and energy over. And then someone will come up to me and be like, yo, I listened to that episode and I had no clue how much I needed it. And you made it fun and not scary and not too serious that, um, you know, that it's stale. Um, so that was really, really meaningful to me. I think, um, being able to produce content that expands your awareness, right? I mean, that's a tagline for a reason, um, but also minimizes shame and fear around a lot of topics that society and, um, historically religious communities have told us is, is not worth our time. And actually, you know, we're bad for considering it. Um, that stuff is really, really awesome. I have other friends who come up to me and say, Hey, I have so many questions. I don't know who to ask, but obviously you're the one that's comfortable talking about it. And, um, recently had a fun interaction with a friend, a decently new friend. And I'll say that, um, and, you know, this friend is telling me like, I just don't have many people that I can talk about sex or at least my personal sex things with. And, you know, and I was just like honoring that for that person and, and really, really cool. Felt very, very honored that they trusted that information with me. So that's why I'll be very, very careful and protect this person and their identity fully. Um, but then I sat there when I was thinking like, have I ever once been afraid to share my sexual questions or talk about sex? And it was kind of comical because I really struggled <laughs> to find a time that ever was part of my identity. Um, from very young age has always just been like, yo, I got a vagina. <laughs> what do you got? Like to, um, sitting at the lunch table in junior high with a bunch of boys and all of them talking about masturbation. And then me saying, yeah, I masturbate. And then just jaws hitting the floor, right? Not a clue that girls could masturbate, let alone actually talk about it. Um, back then I was like, man, shut up, Mariah. Like you're oversharing, like you always do. And no one cares to do that. And like, maybe you're just get trying to get a rise out of them. Like whatever, you know, I'm totally part of me was like, I love the attention, but the other part of me was like, why not? Why are we making such a big deal about this? Why is this something that, um, they get to do, but I can't do. Um, and so I was like, just really mad about that and, and hated that, you know, view that's not fair. And so I remember just thinking really early in junior high, like kind of wish I was a guy just because this is so easy. Um, and for girls, it's, it's not as easy. And, um, there is no information out there for me to 
look at or talk about or learn about for self-pleasure being that age. Um, but pretty much all porn I felt like was geared towards men and boys, um, you know, or the male, I shouldn't say men and boys, but the male audience. And so just, it was, I struggled to find even material for myself. Um, but you know, the internet wasn't, you know, internet porn wasn't as easy to find back then. So plus, you know, parents are actually kind of protective and probably had some type of spyware or something that like was careful to block all that. Um, then to thinking about, I was never afraid even then to talk about things to man, I was pretty much always the one to bring it up and talk about it. Sitting in the lunchroom in high school, very specifically remember senior year, just talking about whatever I was doing with boys being very, very detailed about some things and like, Hey, you know, just so you know, come is like this and this is what happens and, um, whatever. And some friends were like, okay, I'm super curious. Or others were like, oh yeah, I've experienced that too. And confirmed. And then another friend who did not, you know, was not attracted to boys was like, that is disgusting. Please do not ever talk about penises when I'm trying to eat at the lunch table again. (laughs) So of course for her, I would always just try to do it just to piss her off. But, um, I was like, it just, I wasn't ashamed to talk about it then. Um, found that same group of friends, hung out with that same group of friends very recently. Well, at least a couple of them very recently, because one of them's having a baby and at a baby shower, we were kind of talking about some things and I was like, Hey, so I have a TMI story, you know, just be prepared after baby, blah, blah, blah. And both of them looked at me and they were like, Mariah, we know you TMI. just like, that's, that's part of you. You're okay to share those details. And, you know, I thought that was really funny. Um, TMI, TMI and me, um, too much information. Um, I absolutely see that for myself. I see that sometimes I can be overwhelmingly and too open that I need to read the room and pull back and say, Oh, I'm oversharing right now. Not just personal details, but maybe just you're uncomfortable hearing whatever I am sharing the, the topic of conversation to. Um, so being able to grow from that awareness has helped a lot, but I think that I am, because I'm not afraid to toe that line has given me a lot of opportunity to push past those, that discomfort and then gain some insight, help somebody else. And they were like, wow, no one has ever told me that. Um, I had another friend, um, when I was in college doing my undergrad studies, um, she was LDS and getting married and so hadn't had sex and her and I were just talking and I said, Hey, has anyone chatted with you about kind of what to expect? And so she's like a little bit, like I, I have this book and I know a few other things and I was like, Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. Do you have any questions? Like, do you feel like you have the information you need to feel confident and be able to enjoy this intimate time, really trying to keep the judgment out of it. Right. I was actually during that specific time in life was still going through what a lot of people call faith crisis. So I wasn't sure if I was like quite leaving yet, or if I was just struggling with my faith. Um, and so I just was trying to be supportive for her and gave her some tips. I'm like, Hey, keep some wipes or wet towels and things like that. And you know, if 
you know, this birth control, you might have this side effect, that kind of thing. And she was like, okay, you know, she's like, I have sisters and my mom and I thought we were really close, but no one ever told me that. And I'm really glad um, you weren't afraid to say something. And she was like, in fact, it was actually really nice that we weren't overly close. So um, I didn't feel the, the judgment from you, which I thought was really interesting. So kind of being a little bit removed, um, not really close friends, but being able to talk about something really um, personal was actually more comforting than having a personal friend talk about something personal. So yes, it's gotten me into trouble sometimes being an oversharer and going into details and not being afraid to talk about nitty gritty yucky or silly or uncomfortable or embarrassing things. Um, but I have also seen the other side of that spectrum, but it's been very, very helpful and it has broken down barriers and stigma and fear for other people. Um, so for myself, I'm glad I'm aware of it and I'm still kind of looking at it and, but I'm also still not afraid to be me. Sometimes there's conversations that go through my head after I've had them. I was like, good God, <laughs> someone smacked me. Um, I'm sure I'll do that listening to this one again, for sure. But um, it's actually fun monologuing. I, I hope you are all not cringing with me and are having fun. I have realized it's now for time for another sip of wine because my throat's getting a little dry. Uno momento. Okay. Thanks for your patience. <laughs> so my journey on the podcast and not being afraid to talk about details, not being ashamed of what I've gone through. There has been a giant learning curve for me because I am not one to fear sharing about myself and my intimate details, but having to learn that other people who are involved in that intimate relationship with me are not comfortable with some of those details being shared and having to respect that because that is also their story and not just mine. We co-own this experience. I don't just get to go out and talk about it. So having to balance that has been another massive learning um, for me. And, you know, I'm still learning it. it. There's still times that I have to go back and be like, so I actually talked about this and I never talked to you about it before. Um, are you okay with it? And there might be even some episodes out there. I won't tell you which ones and I won't tell you what parts, but there is some editing done because I'm learning as well. Like it's okay to, um, and I get to being a podcaster, cut that out. That's why I don't do things live. Um, but being able to cut things out and, and learn, um, which I want to bring up because I'm a podcaster, a lot of things are going on right now about a certain well-known podcaster and sharing misinformation and having the responsibility to, check yourself when you share misinformation. Um, so I absolutely would love to hear from anyone if they disagree what we talk about. I uh, try to be very, very careful that I never say 
things that are absolute, or even when I share my opinion, I make sure I say like, this is my opinion and it can vary from someone else's. Um, because I want this to be just one place that you can find a different viewpoint or expand your awareness, but not the only resource you use. The more um, varying resources and varying viewpoints and perspectives, um, the healthier your knowledge is going to be. So absolutely, please tell me if um, something came off that just didn't sound right, feel right or was right. And you have, um, different evidence. Um, so that's, it's important for me as a medium that others consume that I am considering different viewpoints as well. Um, there are very, 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 very few things I will say you are wrong. Um, and that's pretty much if, um, you know, someone's doing harm and I will say that is wrong, you know, ethically, it's pretty much just ethical dilemmas. Right. Um, okay. Going on lessons learned from the podcast, um, on this podcast journey, we have just learning, you know, the balance between oversharing and sharing enough that people create more awareness and look at themselves and consider, you know, where are they at on, you know, an idea or a spectrum or any knowledge that's coming up. And I really try not to be too divisive. Um, so there isn't strong emotions that come up for others because I do know if I bring up something really aggressively, that's just going to create defensiveness on others. And if you're in a defense mode, you're not listening. And so whatever I say is meaningless. Um, so I really try to approach things in a way that creates alignment and um, creates opportunity for you to consider why is this bringing up strong emotion for me? Um, whether it's positive, strong emotion or negative, strong emotion, um, there is no right or wrong way. Um, it's just that giving you the opportunity to really think, um, about whatever's being said. Sometimes it's just fun jokes. Other times it is very serious and heavy and hard to hear content. And I absolutely, um, recognize that. And I try to stay balanced. So let me know if there's any ever time that we need a, a pick me up, or maybe we need to like come back with like a really good guest or someone who's, um, you know, going to bring a lot of great quality content. Not that it, I think all of our guests have brought some great quality content. So that is another thing I've loved about the podcast, um, over the last couple of years is all of the fan fucking tastic people that come on. They donate their time to come on to the show. Um, they have dedicated so much of their lives and their passions to create knowledge that they want to share. And I have the utmost respect for folks who are willing to come on and talk about their message and share it with all of you. 
and especially share it with me. Like I have fun. I geek out. Hopefully I don't like ever take over an episode because I'm like so excited about whatever content is coming up, but just even when there has been times I've noticed that I'm like, what's coming up for me? Whatever they said, it's not something either I have considered or it's very new, or actually I kind of was over here on, on that belief spectrum. I don't know, whatever we want to say. Um, but really it's just been a fantastic opportunity to get to know others. And, um, if anyone knows me personally, they know I love socializing. I love chatting with people. I love to hear what they're passionate about. Um, and I think it's like the most beautiful thing to see someone light up when they are talking about something that they are passionate about, something that they truly believe to their core, they have dedicated so much time and energy to learn more about, to perfect, to create. Um, so it's just really, really beautiful. And even if the topic wasn't sex, if I was just going around the world, asking people what they were passionate about, I think that would lead like the most fulfilling life for me. I could do that all day, every day, and just listen to people and share their passions and their excitement. Um, this is just something I also share the same passion and excitement with. And so it's really, really fun. Some of the great guests just coming on and, um, sharing their journeys and why they started. And a lot of it, I mean, the majority of, of everyone that has come on, I feel has had that want to end fear and stigma, want to create, um, empowerment and awareness and, um, and knowledge around a lot of these topics. Um, so that's, what's really cool. I, you know, I don't think we've ever had a bad guest on the podcast. Like they've all just been amazing and have really added to the message and their perspectives and their life experiences. Um, so it's been really fun. It's been really, really fun. I think the first time we ever had somebody email us and reach out and say, Hey, we have, you know, it was a, a company. Wow. Whatever the name is when somebody oh, Brady's not here to help me. <laughs> think of a word. Um, when you have somebody reach out to you, they help promote you, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Someone's screaming at their, um, radio right now or their device listening to this. I know the word you're thinking of. Um, anyway, when someone has emailed us representing another person and said, Hey, I have, I represent so-and-so and they would love to come on your show and share that message. That was the coolest moment. That was the moment I felt like, wow, what we're saying not only is resonating with people, other people want to join the conversation. That was so validating that what the work, um, Pamela and I at the time, cause it was still when her and I were together, um, really validated what we were doing. So it was really cool to be able to have the guests come to us instead of us hunting people down. Um, I still do plenty of hunting because I really want to make sure our, our messages are, um, varying and come from lots of different perspectives. And when we get requests or questions sent in, I go and search for somebody who can answer that question. 
Um, so we do get plenty of questions sent to our email. Um, so please add in our social media messages. So if there's ever something that's coming up for you that you'd like more information on, that is absolutely something that is always open. Uh, that's a two-way street. So please, you know, I will reply. It is me who handles our <laughs> social media messages and our email. So it'll be me who's replying and chatting back with you. Um, so if you have questions or, or a story that you'd like to share, or even a suggestion, just writing in, um, I absolutely value your time and would love to hear it. And that's at saltysexcast at gmail.com. Um, lessons from the podcast, the last couple of years, creating a lot of awareness around gaps that I had missing in my sex education. So funny tagline we used for the podcast was, you know, it's the salty sex cast because we're salty from the lack of sex education we received still salty. (laughs) Um, and you know, still something that I'm constantly looking at for my own children at a recent opportunity. I'll say a recent opportunity that I was at the dinner table with both of my oldest boys and was just like, Hey, I'm going to take this opportunity to ask, do you have any questions about what's going on? Do you know what to expect at this time in your life and at the stages of your you know, changing and things? And I thought it was a great opportunity for my oldest son to share some of his, his knowledge with my, my middle one. And it was just a really beautiful moment that we got to check in with each other and, um, I could tell there was definitely moments of awkwardness. No one wants to eat dinner where their mom's talking about sex, but, um, it was really cool just because it wasn't so awkward that the message wasn't heard or received or forced. Um, I was able to really hear, you know, kind of where that discomfort, you know, kind of was like, okay, the message is, is done. And so, um, just kind of checking in and saying like, do you know what this is? Um, and not just hearing them say yes, actually asking them to explain it to me. So if there was any misinformation, I had the opportunity to, um, pivot and give new information. And I really actually skirted around saying, correcting that information. Um, cause there's not really one correct way to teach sex education or, um, to tell you about your body or, um, you know, there's misinformation. And so I want to give you proper information. Um, but even science, we're still learning more. So I can't even, I don't even want to say like correct or truth. Um, but it was an opportunity. I was really excited to take with my voice and, um, probably something they're going to be like, Oh, not another chat with my mom about this. Um, but it was an opportunity. I got to gather and share and gently probe into their lives too, just kind of asking questions and where they were at. Um, I learned a lot about myself on the podcast, being able to know my personal limits of what I can do was probably the biggest lesson. I like to bite off far more than I can chew. And I like to, um, be very busy. Um, it's very important for me to stay productive and always moving forward, 
but not always moving forward so much and so fast that I never learn my lessons or create more awareness or um, get to reflect on current and past experiences. And so that was something I was noticing. I was going too ahead, too fast, too much. And um, that was working two jobs, uh, doing the podcast and still coaching, um, doing my, my health and wellness coaching and meeting lots of clients and running that business. Um, and still having a family and a spouse that needed a lot of attention, you know, all, all of those things need attention. And, and so that was my limit found out, um, still work full time for one university and, um, we'll teach one course each fall semester at another university. It's a, the course, you know, it's wellness coaching. It's something I am so very passionate about. I think we know need more coaches of this world, um, especially just where that um, is a field that's really growing right now. And so I'm very, very happy to be a part of it. The other course it, um, of teaching human sexuality was so much fun. Um, really got to learn not to overshare <laughs> and to stay very professional in sex education. And I realized I, that took a lot of enjoyment from it for me, but what I really enjoyed is just watching, you know, a large number of students create more awareness for themselves. And so it was really, really fun. I mean, the content was great. It was a lot of, I mean, things that I was learning still and being able to be like, heck yeah, I'm so glad I get to keep this book as an instructor. Um, so if they ever ask me to do it again, I'd probably be very happy to. Um, but for now, I will just be teaching wellness coaching. Um, but that was really fun for me. Again, I got to see a lot of the growth from others. And since it was the, how the course was set up, it wasn't a lot of me lecturing. Um, it was more of them interacting and I just provided prompts and, and, and things like that for discussion. And that I thought was probably the best for me is just to be able to put some information out there and then let people take it and roll with it. Um, it was hard to be a passive participant, I guess. I wanted to join the conversation. I wanted to like clap and say, yeah, I'm so glad you realized that for yourself. And thank you for being so brave to share that. Um, but I had to be really, really careful that it didn't come off like I was playing favorites. Um, so I just let the course run themselves and was kind of there facilitating and making sure everyone stayed um, kept the community in a positive learning environment. So that was pretty much what I got to do with that human sexuality course. And it was super cool. And the assignments that I assigned, it was just like, uh, had out of 50 students, I had one review or one course eval that was like, not my favorite. The assignment stressed me out <laughs> and I get it. I get exactly why because of how I, I grade, I use specifications grading. So if there's any educators out there, it's, it's a really great grading format where pretty much um, a student gets to pick their grade range by how much effort they're putting in. 
um, and how deep they go into the, you know, taxonomy of learning. And so I based my rubrics off of Bloom's taxonomy and, um, you know, whatever level of the rubric was what they, their grade was, but they had to stay on that whole level. Like they could do, um, but their lowest piece of that rubric was their highest grade. And so I think that kind of stressed people out a little bit, but, um, I really was trying to stimulate, um, process over perfection, learn something. Don't just regurgitate. Well, apparently I can't regurgitate information, um, more words at least, but don't just throw information. You just read out of an article right back at me and pretty much copy and paste. I want you to tell me what's going on in it and how that affects you and your personal growth. And so I thought that was really, really fun to be able to control and mold minds that way. And, um, when someone's just expecting to come into a course and be told what to do and just be able to check the boxes, they're not going to like how that was set up. So absolutely expecting more negative feedback. And so just one out of 50, I will take it. Um, which really made me feel really good. Um, being able to share that with others and then grow myself, myself with the content and just the approach. Cause I'm used to making jokes and seeing people or at least like having my personality come out in my delivery. And this was something I had to be and very professional and very aware. And so it really stretched that comfort level for me and, um, something I'd be absolutely happy to do again, but I'm so glad I have the podcast where I don't have to censor myself, where I can say a bunch of bullshit, where I can clap and scream and, you know, be so excited for someone who's tapped into something that wasn't there before that realization that wasn't there before. Um, I will absolutely play favorites. If someone needs grades because they've listened or kudos or whatever, you come, come find me. I will be happy to give that to you, <laughs> provide that, um, validation you're learning. Okay. Another wine break real quick, but um, the podcast has been a very interesting project. We'll call it that project. Um, I hold myself to a very high standard. And so when something isn't perfect, I shouldn't say perfect. When I can tell my energy is low when I was recording or, um, maybe the guest and I just didn't vibe that for that recording. And sometimes that happens. Doesn't mean they're not a quality guest and they don't have a quality message, but maybe our personalities didn't jive as much. Right. Um, it absolutely happens. Um, in every single field, I hold that very personally. And so that is something I've been really, really working on recently is that personal growth of letting it be. Maybe there was, um, a long, awkward pause or me just completely butchering something, <laughs> trying to leave a lot of imperfections out there and just letting it be, um, to create just Mariah, you can survive. And so can the podcast, even if it's not perfect and it doesn't always have to be last time it was better. So now it needs to be better this time. 
Um, and I just need to always keep stepping it up, stepping it up. And it's okay to just let it be. And, um, so that's something that's a really, really big thing for me because it's, yes, it's coming out on the podcast and the content and things, but that's a lesson I'm learning throughout my whole life. Everything else. Like I don't need to be the next level every six months of my job. Um, but it feels like it. And I have put that standard somewhere probably from a very young age that I was always trying to reach for the next level, you know, and level up everything and you burn out, you absolutely burn out and it stops becoming, um, an experience and starts to become, um, something that you don't even appreciate anymore. And it's a stressor and it's, um, obnoxious and annoying. And I don't want to do this. There's been times that Sunday night rolls around and I usually record Sunday night. I'm like, Oh, I have podcast tonight. Um, and so as soon as I noticed that became a pattern a couple of weeks in a row, um, I was like, Nope, I got to change something. Something's going on. Why am I low energy or dragging my feet on that? What's causing this discomfort. And I realized it was just, I had so much expectation instead of just experiencing it and enjoying the process. So I'm experiencing monologuing and enjoying the process and, um, didn't know I could talk to myself this long. Yeah. I mean, I'll be shocked if I make it an hour, honestly, that's a lot of talking in a row. I did just come off of a whole week training that I provided five days of eight hour days training provided to, you know, uh, a group of coworkers, um, a couple dozen coworkers ish less, less than that. Sorry. Not a couple dozen, but, um, so that was fun. That was a lot of talking, but a lot of experiencing too. I love teaching. I love sharing knowledge. I love connecting. Um, so the podcast was a way I could connect with others, even though sometimes it feels like a one-way conversation, I still get a lot of feedback back. Folks send us emails. I get, you know, get a chat with others and say, oh my gosh, um, you know, I listened to episode whatever and took this from it. It was so great. Um, at a party once and talking about my podcast. And, you know, this person was like, Oh, I introduced myself. I was like, yeah, Mariah, blah, blah, blah. Started talking about a few other things. And they asked what I did. And I was like, Oh, and I have a podcast. And they're like, what's the podcast name? And I was like, Oh, it's the salty sex cast. And they're like, you're that Mariah. So a few things come up like that. And it's just kind of, it's cool when, you know, very minor things happen. This is, this is a, a little, local, I can't say local, it is international podcast, but, um, (laughs) the person I met was local. So, uh, it's cool when stuff like that happens because I know that people do care about those messages and, um, it's something that I've always feared that this wouldn't be, or this would become more work than it's worth. And so, um, having to go down to an episode every other week, 
was a disappointing pill to swallow. I wanted to be able to meet that energy and do a podcast a week and stay a podcast a week. Um, and I felt like a failure. Uh, so silly. Um, and it was something that I grappled with and was very disappointed in myself that I didn't have more energy and wasn't willing to dedicate more time, but also knew if I did dedicate more time, I am taking it away from other areas in my life that need to be a higher priority, like my spouse and my children and my job that does pay (laughs) to keep, you know, the lights on and things like that. Um, so it was something that was hard to do. And it was a decision that I am still sticking with. I'm still happy that it is still so healthy and moving forward. Like the podcast is the listenership, everything. Like I thought it was just going to plummet. I thought I was going to have to rebuild the podcast and, um, you know, have, so many people upset. I have not had one person come and tell me, I can't believe you were a weekly podcast. And now you're only every other week. That's so rude to your listeners, blah, blah, blah. Not one person, um, gave any negative feedback. And so this was purely just coming from me and my own securities. So thank you so much for still listening, for still being as jazzed, um, about, every other week coming out than you were for weekly episodes. Um, Thank you for staying a listener. If you're a longtime listener, if you're new, you are so welcome. I'm so excited to have you. If you're able to catch up on other episodes, if you're not send us questions, chat with others. Um, Let's talk about this. Like this is exciting. Uh, I had a friend who was going to, um, their first lifestyle party. So, you know, what a lot of people call swinging or know a swinging, um, but it's a way to meet other non-monogamous people lifestyle party. And they were asking me like all the do's and don'ts and like etiquette and all these things. And I made the joke, Hey, tell me you don't listen to my podcast without telling me you don't listen to my podcast. So that was just kind of funny. So I keep trying to use that anytime I can, but it's not as not a guilt tactic. I'm not trying to make anyone guilty. I'm just saying like, there's some answers on there. If you need them, listen to some episodes. If you have a question and if I answer it by, Oh, listen to this or this episode, it is not because I am trying to dodge your question or, or not give you the, um, answer you're looking for. It's really just because I want you to be able to experience the whole episode. Um, and then if it doesn't answer your question, come back to me and let's have a chat. Right. Um, definitely it's been, it's been a fun way. I, I chat so much with so many different people about questions that have come up on the podcast. And I'm never once offended that they've asked a question more than once or something that I've already answered on the podcast. Um, in fact, I'm already like, Hey, I already have some material for that. How fun. Or, um, and if they ask a new question or something that they're wondering about, I'm like, Ooh, how can this be an episode or how can I get this into the podcast? Cause if you have this question, 
other people have this question. And this isn't just people who are chatting with the podcast. This is just like friends and, and, you know, close people, um, close relationships with me too. Um, so it's been, it's been really fun meeting new people, learning new things, not only about myself, but about sexual health and sexual wellness and the barriers. A lot of people struggle with to have healthy, have a healthy relationship with sex. Um, and so there's a few, uh, social issues that come up. I think that are getting louder and the awareness is being spread more, or at least I think it is. Maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just personally more aware of it. So I see it more often, but, um, having diversity come up in education. So being representative, uh, words are so hard sometimes representative of different populations and having those different populations represented in sex education, um, and sex education material and thinking about other, what does other look like? that has been such a massive, massive theme in my life for maybe the last three years of just being, what does other look like and, or, or not the norm, I should say, you know, we make the assumption everyone's, um, monogamous and straight and is looking for love and their one great love of their life. Um, so many stories follow that plot line, um, media, just so many things. And just being able to look at those different viewpoints. And I am finding myself every single time I'm starting to, um, share information. I really try to create language that leaves room for other and doesn't create the assumption of one identity or another, or one way of life or another. And so it's been really, really fun. And I, I, I even have noticed small changes that are kind of fun. Like I do this on purpose, um, that are just fun to do. I wrote a quote and I wrote instructions. And, um, a lot of times when someone's saying like, his or hers, um, they do, they start it with his or hers, but I do hers, his, and they, or theirs. Um, and so I just kind of change the order and add somebody else. And it's just, it's something that I really go out of my way to do. And it's just been kind of fun, but it's the one little thing. And, and I do that in every aspect of my life, you know, professionally, personally speaking with family members who have very, very strict views of, of how people should experience their life. Um, and so it's just this one little thing that I like to do and just, it's fun and just, or, you know, always put like she first and add there. And, um, and it's just kind of been something that I have power over and I'm very aware of it. And I know I do on purpose is to, I I'm very purposeful on how I use that language. Um, not just to represent others, but to create a sense of discomfort in others to create more awareness. Um, disruption for change is probably the best way 
I like to describe that as what I do. You know, I just so subtle and I don't make a huge big to do about it. It's just this little language change that I use. Um, and to create some disruption for change. And so that's really fun is just to be more aware of the human experience and more humans and, and not just have my own little Utah bubble um, because it is absolutely a bubble. It is so hard to break the bubble and break the norm and create safe places, safe places to have these hard conversations and discussions. Um, it was something that another guest, typically I always chat with guests before or after the show or after the recording. And, you know, one guest was just like, for you being able to do this in Utah, because they're from a different state um, and have never come to Utah, but are aware of our culture here. When I say here, like everyone listening is from Utah, but for those who aren't um, or are, I guess. And they were just like, that is so brave of you for going against the grain to create that. And they were like, where I'm from, everyone says, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We totally agree. There needs to be more sex education and healthy education. We just don't know how, or we um, haven't quite found the resources to create that. But they're like, you're still going on the uphill battle of um, fear, creating fear. Education will create opportunities to be choosing a lifestyle that our culture doesn't go, you know, approve of. Anyway, I have definitely noticed I'm droning on. So let me take a sip of wine and let's see if we can shift and move on. All right. Podcast, sex education, almost 100th episode. I've been doing it for two years, over two years now. Um, and it is a, now a responsibility for myself to continue. If it doesn't always look like a podcast or, an, um, or a bi-weekly one-hour educational content, audio and visual, it will always be something else. I, um, have found, I still don't see myself as like the expert or not. I can't say the expert or an expert. Um, but I do have skill sets in areas that I am an expert in that can create that safety, um, and non-judgment where people can come up and ask me about things. Um, coaching is one coaching has taught me so many skills of, of communication skills, of listening skills, of empathy, of, um, patience is a huge one for me. Um, and that has made me feel like I have a responsibility to connect with others about topics that scare them or that they have a lot of shame around. Um, and that just happens to always typically lead to sexuality, sex, sexuality, and intimacy relationships, um, that whole bag. <laughs> so I will always welcome those conversations. Um, I had a friend who came up and said, Hey, I know your podcast. I know about your podcast. I know about, you know, all these things. I really want to have a conversation 
but I don't want you to feel like I'm using you. Um, and I was so taken aback, borderline offended <laughs> that, um, they were worried. They were taking away from me talking about something I was passionate about. And I was like, um, don't take that opportunity away from me because every conversation I have creates more awareness. And I see how, you know, for lack of a better word, the consumer or a listener is seeing things too. I only have my perspective. So when else, so when someone else wants to talk about it, I hear from their perspective and they're like, Hey, I knew about this. I knew a lot about this, but I don't know anything about this. And this has been something that like so many people have skirted around like, Oh yeah, let's make sure we add that into our conversation. Let's make an episode about that or something. So it was kind of great um, that that person was very, very trusting with that information and just said, I didn't want you to feel like I was using you and never feel that I never feel that way. In fact, I feel, you know, very honored that I get to share that. And so many people with so many people through the podcast, through other interactions, um, we have our lovely, lovely Patreon community. Um, and I am going to personally apologize to our Patreons, our patrons right now. Uh, we haven't had a live in uh, a couple of months at the holidays. And now it's just, it's been a little crazy. So we will get back on a regular schedule of meeting and we have live zoom meetings and everyone who's a patron gets to join and join in conversations and share stories and ask questions. And it's really, really fun because it's other people who are on the same journey of discovery. It does not matter how much you're coming in, how much knowledge you already have or don't have. It's such a fun, welcoming community. We have a lot of fun. Um, we play games. Um, we're pretty goofy. And so that's something that I really enjoyed <laughs> is our, our, our patron life meetings and um, being able to have people who believe in our message that they are willing to financially back it is so humbling. Um, I know I've mentioned this before, but it's definitely worth mentioning again. I do not pocket any of that money. It has always gone back into the podcast. You know, if we've needed a new mic because something's broken, um, to purchase our, uh, domain for the website to all sorts of other things, that has just been gone right back into the podcast to expand that message, um, to reach a larger audience. Um, and so it is a small monthly, uh, thing or amount that we get. We just have a, a small handful of patrons and they come and go and each and every patron has been very, very valuable. And I really absolutely appreciate if you stay for a month or if you've stayed the entire journey, it is so meaningful that, um, that you're part of this journey with us. And I really, really appreciate all those who have taken time to become, um, our patrons of the podcast, because that shows that, um, you care enough for the message. And I would be lying if I said, sometimes that helps motivate me to keep going and keep creating more quality content. Um, because if somebody's willing to back it up with their 
quote unquote checkbook or whatever, even if it's, you know, their $5 monthly level, um, I want, I don't want to turn them or I don't want to disappoint them. And so sometimes that's given me some of the energy to get a good guest or to just come and show up with all of that. And even though it's been a really long week, whatever it is. So love that community. You guys are also wonderful and all so patient. Um, really, really appreciate, you know, when maybe some of our deliveries have been late because ahem, sometimes my files take forever to download and I am recording the night before it's supposed to go out to our patrons because they get it a week early. So if you want to be a patron, you get our episodes a week before everybody else does. Um, we do our live meet and greets and, and conversations are, or our Q and a Q and a really, it's just been a fun get together, <laughs> whatever it is. Um, and there's digital content that gets put out. I have shared some like margarita recipes. Brady's created some things. Um, it's been a really fun, like creative outlet too. And not just the one hour, every other week episode. And we have our after dark episodes. Oh my gosh. That's been a minute since I've done one of those too. I had one and, um, no clue where it went and it's just been hard to re-record something. So I will make sure I'm getting all that great content out to our patrons. Um, it's just really, really cool that we have that community. So thank you again for all those who are part of it. If anyone's interested in joining the Patreon community, you can go to www.patreon.com forward slash salty sex cast. So you have to type in the whole address. You can't just go to patreon.com or Google Patreon and then go to their website and then try to find us because we are adult content. I guess we just can't be found um, so if that's too hard to find, all you have to go to is saltysexcast.com. And from there, we have a link to our Patreon. Dun, dun. Super cool. So I was really excited for our website because, um, we do have varying different social medias. We're on so many different platforms. It's hard to kind of keep track of everything. And I'm like, Hey, this is our handle here. And this is our handle there. And this is our Patreon and this is our email. And it just kind of felt like this is this three hour spiel. And so, um, now you just have one stop shop for all the fun things when it's completed and built, it's still kind of getting there. I have a few like half put together pages. <laughs> so please, please be patient with our, um, the website. Um, it's been fun. I had some new photos, which I'm so excited to talk about. So let's put a pin in that for just a second. Um, but I was waiting for some new, um, photos, high quality images I could use on the website. Um, and so that's kind of where it's, it's stalled out a little bit on, on adding more pages and more content there, but you have all of our links. You can get to our Etsy page, which has been really fun. We have t-shirts and a few other items that you can get on Etsy that, um, again, another fun creative outlet for the podcast, um, help expand our reach and, uh, get a little financial return as well for, to put back into the con the, the podcast. 
Um, so Patreon, or excuse me, Etsy has been fun. And the t-shirts are great quality, like super, super comfortable. Absolutely love them. Um, if anyone has any more ideas for shirts, sayings, um, different types of merch, I am absolutely open. You can email me at salty at gmail.com. And, um, so going back to our pictures and images, I was putting the website together and was like, man, you know, I, it would be really nice just to have a couple different images. And we had this beautiful, beautiful photo shoot. And this is the cover image of, of, of the podcast at the salt flats and the Bonneville salt flats. If anyone's unaware of where that is, it's in, um, it's in Utah close to Wendover. Um, but it is where they break a lot of like the sound or the, excuse me, sound records, speed records on ground. And so it's really, really cool, but it's beautiful and it's salt, just all miles and miles. Anyway, beautiful, lovely photo shoot there. Um, but it was just, it was, I felt like a little one-dimensional. It was the same image over and over again for the website. So I wanted different views and, and things like that and really kind of show a little bit more of a personality of myself and the podcast and had been kind of thinking, okay, I know some photographer friends. I can, I would be more than happy to go with the same photographer, uh, from the, our salt flat shoot. And, um, then on social media, uh, Tanya Rose with Goldenrod studios posted and said, Hey, I have openings for lifestyle photo shoot. And so I looked at her stunning work and was so excited, um, to connect with her. And I was like, okay, this will be super fun. I mean, it was a decently quick photo shoot, a couple outfit changes in downtown Ogden and, um, right at the foothills of some of the Ogden, like hiking trails as well. So some urban, some like out in the fields, um, with snow and stuff. Cause it was January and it was cold taking these photos, but, um, they were unbelievably stunning. So beautiful. So fun. She really captured the, I feel like she really, really captured the essence and the personality of the podcast and myself. And so, and it just, great quality, great lighting. She has a great eye for a lot of things. And I'd be like, Oh, what about this? And she's like, you know, that would be fun. Is that the, is that the um, style you're going for? And I was like, no, you're right. That's kind of more like traditional. And I really wanted to do something different and, and sassy. Like I like to be sassy. And so it was super fun, super, super fun. So, um, if you're ever in Ogden, um, and need some great photos. I highly recommend, uh, Tanya Rose with golden rod studios. Um, and you can follow her on social media and we'll have a shout out when on our website for her as well. Super, super fun. Um, so the podcast has grown from being on one platform huddled over one mic editing from my iPad to being on over a dozen platforms, getting video, 
having to learn how to edit video <laughs> um, and be on YouTube to then creating social media and keeping those alive and getting a following there. Our Facebook is still doing a little bit better than our Instagram because our Facebook was there. I, I want to say almost a year longer than Instagram. I was very, very fearful of doing something on Instagram because I know that they really edit and you can get shadow bound so much easier, um, because of hashtags, things like that. So, um, it's there and they are almost equal following at this point. They're like Instagram's catching up pretty quick. Um, so we have social media plus the recording, um, then to Patreon and actually Patreon came out before any of the social medias did, um, to the website and Etsy. And it's just been growing from there. So even if the actual recording content isn't growing, you can still find a lot of information following our social media and, um, going to the website and we share other podcasts and other, um, resources. The word didn't come to me and other resources on there that can, um, expand your awareness and minimize your fear. And that is all I want to do. And I really, really, really appreciate all those who stuck around for this entire episode of me just monologuing, had no clue I could do it. And I just decided to try after my guest had some, some horrible connection, had some issues going on. So figured out we could do it. Y'all are awesome. Thank you so much for sticking around. Thank you so much for being on this journey with me. I am truly, truly honored. So fun to learn about stuff, um, learn about more things and then share those learnings with all of you. Find guests that can create more uh, expansion of our awareness. And I will happily see you all in two weeks. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Salty Sex Cast. Ready for round two? Find us on Facebook.